My name's Sam. I've been uh, part of Church Unlimited uh, for a long time, but I've been on staff, started as youth pastor about 19... Oh, there we go. It just worked like that. So I just want to introduce... So I married Jody. You're going to hear a little bit of a story about that. But um, Jody is Pastor Tark's and Adrian's only child. So, um, so I'll explain that. And then we've got two kids, Zach, who's on the front row, and Emma. And yesterday was the first day of weekend sport. Any other parents like that? So yesterday morning was from 9 o'clock until I think 1 and a bit we got home from hockey. So it was just a long morning of weekend sport. But one thing that's changed, um, if, you, if you're like, like Katie who was on the keys, we kind of grew up together. She could tell a story of when we first met. But um, when, um, where, where am I going with this? I've been on Church Unlimited staff for a long time and uh, last year, a whole lot of stuff happened out west, but uh, one thing that changed is I started working for the Billy Graham organization for the year because Franklin Graham came and did a tour. And throughout that year, uh, Jody actually had to step up and kind of be the campus pastor of West. So, and that was quite an interesting change. Um, so as I've come back at the, start, at the end of last year, I've stepped into a new role. And the new role is basically overseeing all the other campuses which is exciting because it means that I, have, I get to come here. It means that I've been to Whangarei like five times in the, since the start of this year I've, uh, for a number of things that are happening up there. And, and I'm just traveling all around. Uh, yeah, Dan's super excited about Whangarei. But um, <laughs> um, so one of the things that I get to do is I've been to Sydney and Tuvalu. And I just want to share a little bit about Tuvalu. And Julian said I, I really should uh, mention this um, and while I mention the word Julian, Julian and Katie are doing a great job, aren't they? They, they really, not that they can hear, but I, I just really want to commend them. I, I, don't, I don't know how Katie, um, Penny said, oh, so many people are missing. I'm like, man, this is a huge crowd. This is fantastic. Uh, and, and it's great to actually be here and see it. But so, you know, going over to Sydney and seeing the campus over there, it changed my perspective on what I was thinking. But um, going to Tuvalu, is there any Tuvaluans in the room? Okay, I'm safe. Oh, we do have one. Okay, I better not say too much. If, if, you've, if you've ever been to Tuvalu, go look at the first shot. Basically, you, um, you have to fly uh, from Fiji, and you fly over water. And you, uh, Is there one before that? This one. You basically fly over until all of a sudden you see this first image there, and you're like, oh, there's a little bit of land. We can't land on that. And then you come to this image here where you, it's literally like 50 meters wide. And that's kind of apart from one little part of the island, which is a lot wider, where you basically come and you land. And you're like, where did that come from? And then you realize that you're, you're stuck on this island until the next time the plane comes, um, which is only three times a year, but uh, three times a week if you're like a year. No, not a year, a week. Um, so I've been there three times um, to, to Tuvalu. And what is really exciting is um, there's as many... Tuvaluans in West Auckland, this is the story behind it, as there are actually in the nation right now. So if you go to the next um, slide, you, you'll see, so just a little picture of, so this is the runway. We, that, like, so all of a sudden, there's no fences around the runway. They basically play sport on the runway. But the reason why I'm showing you this is why I went to Tuvalu is um, as a very religious, traditional nation, until you have a church building, People don't really recognize them as a church. 
And so we've been hiring halls and doing things, and God's been doing amazing things. Actually, the truth is that I've been seeing more people saved in Tuvalu as a campus, more than West, I think more than the rest of them put together. Now, the problem is, though, they're seeing them saved. They're doing door knocking. They're, they're honestly seeing them saved. But because they don't have an actual church building, people are very reluctant to actually turn up to the hall, like we're hiring council halls and things like that. And they're great facilities, but it's still not a church in their mind. And so they're not able to take the next step. So the reason why I've got this image up here is next to that house is actually the house that Pastor Rosella, our campus pastor, lives in. Um, and the rest of that land to the um, taller trees is actually land that's been given to us by his family to build a church on, which is, which is amazing in itself. But here's the problem. Now we have to build a church. So, um, and there's something that we're going to go on the journey with. Uh, this image here is actually just showing that corner right there. That is where it is. So it's right on the runway, which is the main road, which means that anyone coming to the island, anyone driving around is actually going to drive right past Church Unlimited. So, um, and we're just honestly over the next few, once we get approval from the local government, which is... Very different to New Zealand government, let's just say that. But this is how it works. This is, so honestly, on, I was leaving on Tuesday. I went in and I book, uh, checked in, checked in my bags into the airport, and then I can walk out, because you can. And I walked out and literally had a meeting in that time, after I'd checked and got my boarding pass, I went and had a meeting with the minister who looks after all development on the island. So I went to his office, had a meeting, great meeting. He's... They're so pro, the church. Um, right now, in the last month, they've just actually put in place that from 6.45 till 7, Monday to Friday during the week, there's no cars allowed on the road because it's family devotions time. And every Sunday, no shops are open. The only thing you can actually buy is if you're a tourist and you're staying in one of two accommodations, you can buy food from there because you're a tourist and you can't cook your own food. Otherwise, that's it. Because they are they're wanting to get back to their roots of a God-fearing nation. But anyway, went and had a meeting with this minister, and we're going to keep praying to this, but um, hopefully they're going to pay, the government's going to pay for about a quarter of the building cost, which would be amazing to start with. And then we just got to believe for God to just provide the finances. But you know what I know? As soon as we build a building, that building is actually going to be too small because God, one, has prophesied that to Church Unlimited, but two, they're just seeing so many people saved. So I, I don't know if God's got a burden for that, but, yeah, you can jump on it. Uh, yeah, over the coming months, we're going to hear about it. So next slide is hopefully what I'm going to talk about. Maybe it's going to come up. We'll, we'll see. But um, this morning, I basically am not going to preach an amazing message, so lower your standards. What I want to do is impart, I guess, who, not who I am, but impart what I've seen that is upon Church Unlimited. Because I, I've been coming to Church Unlimited, um, well, it wasn't Church Unlimited when I started 27 years ago. It was called uh, West City AOG way back then. And I want to share something that's really important. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to John chapter 10 and there's... There's a whole lot of scriptures in John chapter 10 that I just want to bounce over. So John chapter 10, verse 3, if you're turning there, this message is kind of like, it's called the secret source, and it's kind of like KFC. You know how KFC has how many secret herbs and spices? 
11. We all know, right? KFC's got the secret, and that's what makes it famous, and that's what makes it good. Well, Church Unlimited has a secret. It's not that secret. But when we understand it, we're going to understand what makes us unique. So John chapter 10, verse 3, starting from, and the sheep, verse 3. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I better read the translation. You can see. And he leads them out. And when he brings his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him. They follow him because they know his voice. It's interesting. See, the sheep know the voice of the good shepherd. They know his voice because we know him, but also we're hearing his voice. It's very interesting. The same passage, John 10, verse 10. You probably heard the scripture before. The thief does not, did not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I, talking about Jesus the Good Shepherd, have come that they may have life and may have it more abundantly. I don't know about you, but that's my heart's desire, is that I have the life that God wants me to have. Is anyone else with me in that? Yeah, we want to have that abundant life, right? And then you come towards the end of the chapter, John ten twenty seven. My sheep. It's funny, we're in New Zealand. They keep talking about sheep. We understand sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. See, I've been coming to what is known as Church Unlimited since I was 14. Jody actually started when she was five. And God anoints specific churches with special graces. Now, Hopefully, every church believes that Jesus died on the cross for their sins, and he's the only way to get to heaven. You know, like, that should be standard. Uh, I love the message that uh, Pastor David Hall brought at conference around the fact that the first church was a Pentecostal church. It was a church where the tongues of fire, where there was, speak, you know, it was exciting. It was, it, there was no religiosity in that building, that's for sure. But anyway, every church has something that God's placed upon them. And there's a verse... In Psalm 133, and we all know Psalm 133, where there is unity, God commands a blessing. Okay, Pastor Julian is teaching you something. That is good. But there's a verse in verse 2 that we kind of skip over, and, and it, is, it goes like this. It's like the precious oil upon the head that runs down the beard, the beard of Aaron, speaking of the priest, running down on the edge of his garment. And see, what that's talking about is that if we are in alignment with what God is pouring out, then we get under the flow. It's running, it's flowing. And in Auckland, we don't have many rivers, but where I grew up in, in Blenheim, we had a lot of rivers. And I love playing in rivers because there's something exciting about them. Well, you know, when you try and swim against the current, you basically go nowhere. But when you jump in and you just float with the current, you go a long way, right? And it's easy. And I would think that's kind of the picture of what God's saying with our lives. If we understand the flow, if we understand what the flow is of Church Unlimited, then all we have to do is literally just go and jump in it. And if we jump in it and we're not trying to be a resistant to the flow, then we're going to go a lot further and a lot faster. And that's what I believe um, John 10 verse 10 is saying, is God's brought something to us and he wants us to see that abundance, that flow. He wants us to jump into the river. And this morning, I want to help you understand, okay, what is the river? What is the secret source? See, when we say secret source there, that's not talking about the tomato sauce. Okay, just, just if you didn't understand. It's talking about the power source. See, it doesn't matter what electric device you've got. The power for that doesn't come from the device. It comes from 
the power socket. And see, when we connect to the source, the source that God's brought upon Church Unlimited, there's going to be a flow. Now, yes, we're all individually graced to do things, but collectively, if this is the place where God has put you, there is a grace upon us. And so I want us to look at that in a moment so that we can all get in the flow. And it's really interesting, if you go back, way, way back to Church Unlimited roots, um, some of you who know West Auckland, there's a community center called Kelsen Community Center. And in 1974, two very, very tiny churches combined together to start a thing called Church of the Way. And back then, in 1974, they started meeting Kelsen Community Center, and they had the vision to buy the land that West is now all on. It was just complete farmland. They just bought it all then when they were much smaller than this group of people right now. And what was really interesting, it just kept developing and and kept growing. But right from that moment, there was an anointing to see people saved. And it was always there. And when a whole lot of things happened, and they basically had um, West City's Got Talent for preachers in 1988. They were without a pastor, and so they had a preacher. So one week, one pastor came, and next week, another pastor came. And the third week, Pastor Tark turned up. And they were basically choosing, who do we have? Now, this is my version of the story. I'm pretty sure it's right. Basically, Pastor Tark was not an amazing, amazing preacher back then, and he preached the best he could, but it wasn't better than the other two. But do you know what he did that the other two didn't? At the end of the message, he gave an altar call for salvation. And that was the mark that they were looking for because he had stepped into the flow and the anointing that had been on that place. See, before Pastor Tark turned up, They had seen massive tent revivals. They had seen hundreds of people come and get saved while the church was just growing. And it is what God had placed upon Church Unlimited. And that was one of the graces. And it's really important that we understand that. About 15 years ago, uh, we established a mission statement which went called as an apostolic influence. I think when you first started, there may have been banners here. um, As an hour of truth, winning souls and igniting God's fire and power into the nation. For me, the most important word in that whole statement is the first word, called, because God has called us. God has called, not Church Unlimited, because when we think Church Unlimited, we think of a building, we think of a meeting. But who's Church Unlimited? You don't have to answer because you think, oh, I'm going to get it wrong. See, Church Unlimited is simply you, because Church Unlimited is a gathering of people. We are the family of Church Unlimited. Is that right? Does everyone understand and agree? So what God has graced Church Unlimited with is what he's graced you with. And if we can step in the flow, then we're stepping into that flow, that flow, that anointing, that grace. And so the secret source for me is these three words, to pray, to hear, and obey. Can you say those three? Now, that's not secret, is it? Because that's pretty common in the scriptures, right? But here's the thing. If we want to step into the flow, we actually have to do it. We can't just think about it. We actually have to understand. Okay, so right, there's a special grace upon Church Unlimited to pray. Now, every church should pray. But there's something unique, and Dan was even mentioning it this morning, there's something unique about Church Unlimited and prayer. And when we really pray, we know that things shift. And ever since um, Pastor Tark turned up in 1988, we have had a prayer meeting on a Thursday night. 
I think there's basically once or twice a year we don't have it on a Thursday night. One, usually because between Christmas and New Year's, we don't pray for a couple of weeks because everyone's away. Everyone tries to leave Auckland as quick as they can, right? Um, or, and during conference. But basically, ever since Pastor Tark turned up, Thursday night, we have a prayer meeting. And every campus has a prayer meeting on Thursday night. We don't care what time, but we want them to pray because that's the grace. But also, we've been fasting on a Thursday as much as people can. Why? Because we know that that's what God called us to. Um, God gave Pastor Tark and the leadership way back then a verse, uh, Mark 11, verse 17. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Not just the house of prayer, but a house that's praying for God to move in the nations, for God to move around the world. It's really interesting. Another prophet came through, and this verse is, um, can be, is for the nation of Israel, but it can be related to the church. It's like a type of the church. And it's Isaiah 66, verse 8. And I really feel this for today. It says, For as soon as Zion, which can speak of the church, was in labor, she gave birth to her children. And what I feel is that this year there's a real grace for us to see the prodigals come back. There's a real grace for us to see our friends that used to go to youth group, our family members, our kids come back to faith. But you know how it's going to happen? It's going to happen through laboring in prayer. Now, if you're a mother in the room, you understand that labor is not usually just a quick, simple thing, right? It takes a little bit of energy and takes a little bit of effort. Not that I'm an authority on it, but you, you know what I'm talking about? That's the picture of what God's saying. Now, it doesn't mean we have to be yelling the roof down, but it means that we have to be persistent and we need to be travailing and crying out and saying, God, I'm believing for that person to come back. I'm believing for my neighbor to get saved. I'm believing for that person that you've laid on my heart to come. But see, when we step into that, that's actually the grace that God has placed upon Church Unlimited. Does that make sense? And there's a, and there's a uniqueness that if we can understand that, that when we pray, there's something unique that comes upon us because that's what God has graced Church Unlimited to do. So some of you will have seen them before, um, but there's a magnet and some stickers that were put out to talk about the cultures. But actually, before we get there, can I just pray? Can we just pray together? Because I'm, I'm a Pentecostal, and I don't think that I'm the authority on prayer. I think we're all the authority on prayer. So is there, God, is there someone, a family maybe, that God has placed upon your heart that you're believing is going to come back to faith? Because if there's not, who are you interceding? Who are you believing for Maybe there's a son or a daughter, an auntie or uncle. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's that friend that used to be at youth group, but, man, you haven't even seen them for 10 years, but God's laid them on your heart. Can we just pray for them right now? So that requires all of us to pray together for one whole minute. Can we just pray for them? Okay, come on. We don't need music because God can listen to our prayers without. Come on. Jesus, come on. Oh, Father, we lift that up. God, we lift them up to you right now. God, we ask, God, open their eyes. God, let them come back. God, let them come back. Let them see their need for you. Father, we thank you that you are working. God, that you're moving in their lives. God, we thank you, Lord, that as we travail, as I travail, as I cry out, God, you're working in their lives. You're working in their heart. You're bringing them back to you, Father. And we just ask that right now. God, let them find you afresh. Let them find you anew. Lord, I call them back. God, I ask for that. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to move. God, we declare that. 
Oh, Father, I release faith in this room, God, to keep believing, God, for you to work in those individuals and to those families, God, and that we're going to be able to share amazing testimonies of how hearts have been opened. God, we thank you that you are, Lord, stirring us, Lord, to stand in the gap, I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Can I just say, if you don't know how to pray, this message is not about trying to encourage you to get to Thursday prayer meeting. Because the truth is, the grace upon Church Unlimited is actually a personal relationship with Jesus. The grace upon Church Unlimited is the running with fire thought that all of us personally, if we're all running with fire, then collectively we're going to be running with fire. And that requires us to be getting alone with Jesus. It, It requires us to be locking ourselves in a room. And I mentioned this at another campus, I can't remember where. If you're a mother and the only place you don't get disturbed is in the toilet... Jesus doesn't care. Jesus does not care if that's the only place that you can lock yourself away because there you're talking to him. And he, he doesn't care where you talk. Just make time to talk with him. And honestly, the more we do, the more we're going to know his voice, the more we're going to step into that flow. Like we heard, he's going to be our shepherd. And there is a grace. There's a grace for all of us to be getting into that place where we really do not just pray, but we really do connect and build that intimacy, that relationship. And that is that grace that's been placed upon Church Unlimited. I mean, Pastor, if you can't hear Pastor Tark share anything without talking about his relationship with God, how he truly like, locks himself away for, for so much time, every day, connecting with Jesus. And if we do that, we're going to see the power flow through us. But it's not just prayer. It's not just that, but I, I do have to say that our first culture, and if you don't have them, then you will be able to get copies sometime. I, I know the team here will have it. But our first culture is prayer is our priority. We fully depend on God. Now, that's not saying prayer is the corporate priority. No, prayer should be our personal priority. Because if we don't pray, we're saying we don't need God to come and work in our lives. Now, it's not that we're arrogant and saying we can do it in our own strength. What we're saying is we're not coming and being so dependent on God. And I really encourage you. We need to be going, God, I need you to move in my workplace. God, I need you to move in my home. God, I need you to move in my street. And if we need that, then what are we going to do first? We're just going to come and we're going to say, God, I, I really need you to come. God, I need you to open doors. God, I need you to change mindsets. God, I need you to bring some anointing. Does that make sense? So... First secret source is prayer. The second one is here. I want to say this in in Job 33 verse uh, 14. It makes it really clear that God is actually speaking all the time. He's actually speaking to you all the time. You don't need to be a prophet to hear God's voice. You actually just need to tune your ears. And our problem is that we don't realize that God's speaking. So Job 33 verse 14 says, For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. And then it goes on in a number of ways, but one of them is he speaks in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls upon people as they lie in their beds. But God is always speaking, though we don't realize it. And see, here's the thing. I think many of us get to that place of prayer where we're talking to Jesus, and do you know how we're talking? We talk, 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 and then we take a breath, and then we talk, 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 and then we talk, talk, talk. Now, if our relationship with our husband or wife or some friends was like that, always only a one-way conversation, the friendship wouldn't last that long, would it? Although I must admit, some wives wouldn't mind that. 
They wouldn't mind as long as the husbands actually listened enough to hear those words. But, but that's not how it should be with God. We should not just be talking or praying. We should also be hearing and listening. It should be a two-way conversation because Jesus is speaking. He wants the lead. He wants to direct. He wants the God. And I don't know why I'm saying this, but I do just want to mention to people, so often the devil actually wants us to do the second best thing. And so when there's a major decision coming up in our lives, change jobs, choose a marriage partner, move countries, it's kind of a bit political at the moment, so often we think, oh, that looks really good. No, what is God saying? Because, you know, my, my history has been, when there's ever been a major decision, I've been coming and saying, God, I want to hear from you. Probably the biggest decision I've ever made in my life was marrying Jody, Because I knew that if I chose to, uh, this wasn't to ask her to marry me. This was to ask her to date me. Because I knew if I took that step, that was on a train that was only going in one direction, Right? And I knew if it didn't go to its destination, then I was going to move to have to move to one of two places, Antarctica or Tuvalu. I don't know. I was going to say I don't know which one's worse. But no, Tuvalu is way better than Antarctica because Pastor Tuck knows people, right? If I got that wrong, I was going to be in big trouble, right? He doesn't have a shotgun, but he knows people. You know, so I knew I needed to hear from God, right? So I remember this day. Man, it must have been about 22 years ago. I was in my room at home, still living at home. I knelt down beside my bed, and I literally knelt down, and I said, God, I need you to speak. I need to hear your voice. I need some real clarity. And you know what? God actually wants to speak. God actually wants to direct your life. He is interested in all the decisions that are going on. And so often we don't even ask him, right? So anyway, I asked him. And very quickly, now this wasn't when I was on staff. I wasn't even... Oh, it's definitely, I've been in youth leadership for a long time. But, you know, I didn't know my Bible well at all. And straight away, Ecclesiastes 4 came, came, it was almost like he spoke it audibly. Like, it was so clear. I knew he'd said Ecclesiastes 4. Now, I know exactly what's Ecclesiastes 4 now. But back then, I didn't even know really where Ecclesiastes 4 was. So this is what I did. I literally turned to the concordance, um, not the concordance, the um, well, contents page. And I found Ecclesiastes. Okay, now, so if this is how you do it, that's okay. So I literally found Ecclesiastes, I turned to it, I turned to chapter 4, and I started reading from verse 1. Now, most of you who have been to Christian weddings, you'll go, Ecclesiastes 4, I know that. But I didn't, I had no idea. Then I got down to, I think it's like verse 11, where it starts talking about two are better than one. If one falls over, a threefold cord will not be quickly broken. And I'm literally just starting to cry, going, God, if there is another passage in the Scripture that you could give me, I don't know what it is, but you just pointed directly to me. And can I just be honest? Marriage is not the easiest thing in the world. When you get two very different people, like Jody and I, who are very, very different, you get us together. There are sometimes some fireworks and some fun and some things. But you know what? God spoke. And any time it gets difficult, God, no, you spoke. And I know this is of you. But that's not just, that's one example. The other example was when God spoke so clearly about going and working um, for Billy Graham. You know, to leave working for Church Unlimited was, was a huge decision. But it went literally in three weeks, went from not even thinking about it to Pastor Tuck praying about it, talking about it, getting the green light and telling all the staff in three weeks that quick. 
And why am I telling you how quick it is? Because when God opens a door, it's clearly open. When God doesn't open a door and we're trying to push it open, we can push it open easy. But when we're pushing open, we know when we're pushing it open. When God opens a door, it's like, wow, how, how did that just happen? Why? Because God wants to lead. God wants to speak. Because it's not just praying. It's got to be hearing. We've got to be hearing the voice of God. Hebrews 8 verse 5 says, See that you make all things according to the pattern shown to you on the mountain. Now, this is talking about Moses when he went up the mountain. But it's talking to every one of us. We need to get up the mountain, which means we need to get into that secret place. We need to pray. But we also need to hear. We need to hear the pattern. What are you saying for my life? What are you saying for this week? What have you got ahead of me? Because God is interested. God is interested in what's happening in your life, in your family, in your daily things. He's interested in how we parent. He's interested in how we work. He actually wants to help us work. But you know what? Too often we don't even pray about it. He wants to help us in our studies. Most of you don't know, but I even find it hard to speak English. I don't speak anything else either, by the way. But do you know what? I managed to pass year 13 or 7 form English. I don't even know how the markers read my writing because I can't even read my writing. Why? Because God helps me. I, I literally, I tell you, I cheated because the Holy Spirit helped me. Because there's no way. There's, why am I telling this? Because God is interested. But we have to pray. We have to hear. But the third one is we actually have to, once we hear, we have to obey. We actually have to do it. And when God speaks, there is a grace to step into it. Now, the, John 14 says, Whoever uh, has my commandments, that means understands God, keeps them, is he who loves me. The one who loves me will be the one, will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. But how does it start? By keeping his commandments, by doing what God has asked us to do. And see, here's the thing. Church Unlimited hasn't been built on great strategic planning. Church Unlimited has not been built by bringing the best minds together and having this amazing plan. Hey, West is getting so big, we should plant a church in the city. That was not the plan at all. Do you know the only reason we actually changed our name from West City Christian Center to Church Unlimited was because you couldn't, when God said we needed to start planning in here, this is the first campus, you can't call West City Christian Center City. It didn't, you can't have Western City. It just doesn't work. And so actually the person who was going to be part of the, was, was a key part in planting the church back then, God actually spoke to him the thought about unlimited. and Because why? Because God speaks. Because God leads. Can I tell you, we do not have a strategic plan to plant as many, how many campuses? Um, it's really quite funny, as long as you promise not to tell anyone. At the start of this year, so I can trust you, right? You're not going to tell anyone? At the start of this year, Pastor Tuck met with me about this new role and said, hey, it'd be really good if maybe towards the end of, middle to end of next year we started planting another campus. I have literally got four conversations going right now about four different, completely different locations that could be campuses. Within four months... No strategic plan. This is of God you speak. And I'm actually praying, God, give me a red light. I don't want another campus. They are, they are hard work. If you didn't know, they are hard. I don't want another one. Like literally flying back 
through Fiji, having a meeting up with a pastor, he turns the conversation around. What does it look like to be a, a campus? And I'm just sitting there going, okay, God, I'll have a conversation. But I'm looking for red lights. I'm looking for red lights. And there's one that's happening right now. Green light after green light after green light. And I'm like, God, just give me one thing to slow this down. Why? Because when we pray and when we hear and speak, we just got to obey. I remember when um, Pastor Tark, I wasn't on staff. This is years ago. We had Running With Fire radio. And Pastor Tark went over to India and he met with a prophet over there. And the prophet said, you need to get on TV. Now, this was when no other church in New Zealand was on TV, right? Like, no one was on TV. They were filming. They had cameras. We didn't have any cameras. We had no, like, I'm not making this up. He comes back from India, meets with the board and goes, the prophet said we should get on TV. And the board said, well, if that's what God said, we should do it. And so then a pastor at the time literally went out and just bought uh, three cameras, had no idea what to do. We had to contract a guy from uh, Shine TV to help edit start editing the program. We had no idea what we were doing. And we were the first New Zealand TV program to get on mainstream TV. Not through a strategic plan, because God spoke. Now, since then, heaps of people have got on TV and everything like that. But why? Because when God speaks, when we pray and we hear, if we obey, God will come and bring the increase. God will bring the blessing. And that's really what I want us to understand. This is not about how do we grow this campus. This is about how do we, as individuals who are Church Unlimited, if we understand the secret, if we understand the secret leaven, herbs, and spices, if we understand what God has called us to be, and we step in that flow, then we will find that ease and that direction, and God will be directing us, taking in the right areas. And I want to see you flourish in every year of your life. And here's the secret. We literally just need to pray. We actually need to be praying. Not talking about prayer, but actually praying. Actually getting alone with God at home. Spending time in His Word, but spending time just talking to Him. Telling Him about our worries and our concerns. And then being willing to actually hear. What is He saying? Maybe He's leading us. Maybe He's got something different for us to do. Maybe He's more encouraging you to keep doing what you're doing. And then being willing to obey. That's when God comes. When we... First got on TV, the banner that was at the back of the stage was this verse, because it's a verse that you will have heard if you've been coming here very long. Uh, even a few months, you will have heard this verse, Zechariah 4, verse 6. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That is the grace that is upon Church Unlimited. Not by your planning, not by your ideas, not by all your human effort. Yes, you have to work hard. But by my spirit, by my directing, by my leading, I will bring it. I will bring that increase. I will bring that power. And that's not just talking about us seeing the kingdom advance through the church. It's about our daily lives. If we are willing to genuinely pray, to get in the flow, to hear and obey, we will see that grace flow down upon us. I love the second culture, and this is where I'm finishing. So maybe if the band wants to come. The second culture on our culture sheet is the Holy Spirit is our power. We have daily access to the presence and power of God. Let me explain that. Not the church meeting has daily access. You personally have daily access to the presence and power of God. 
If you are praying, doesn't matter how old you are, if you're hearing and you're obeying, you will see God's presence and power coming in your life every moment. You will see it. And my heart is that you can understand this is who God has called Church Unlimited to be corporately and individually. So I actually just want us for a moment just to go back to that third song, Dan, Dan knows what it is. But I want us to just start having a little conversation with God and saying, God, I want to step into that more. This isn't about, hey, you need to do more. This is about going, man, if I do that, I'm going to see more of that grace. I'm going to see more of that power flow upon my life. I'm going to step into that flow. If you can jump into the river, it's just going to take you so much further and so much faster. And I know for my life, why am I here today? Simply because I keep jumping in that river. I keep stepping into that flow. And as we do that, God will do amazing things. And we will just be astounded at what God is doing. So if we can, why don't we just stand to our feet for a moment? And I just want us to sing. I just want us to just allow God's presence to come and maybe seal what you've heard. Maybe just really confirm what's going on. But let's allow God to just build our lives because that really is what it's all about. Don't miss a moment of God speaking personally into your life. here already.